Warning, this show is a put together by morons. Listen if you want, I don't give a shit. My life was planned. What else can I say? My life was planned. Till I found Grandpa's porno bag. What else can I say? I used to sit around the house all day. My life was planned. But now with Grandpa's porno bag, I have all my way to get to Ladies and gentlemen, it's a day that ends in Y. And it's time for Wise Crackin' with Winter. This is Grandpa's Porn by Cookie Crotch Nuts. Please enjoy. There's only like a minute left. Nice. <laughs> Again, Grandpa's Porno Mag, and you can find that song on Cookie Crotch Nuts' YouTube page. And if you have the means, I sincerely suggest that you purchase the album. I forgot. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the day that ends in wide. It's time for wide Cracking with Winter, motherfuckers. Hey, it's good to be back. It's great to be back here in the Funhouse in Minneapolis, Minnesota. How are you doing? Are you doing well? I hope you're doing well. We have producer slash political Paul here for your enjoyment. And let's get him on the phone now. Well, producer slash political Paul, this is uh, Mike with uh, Wisecracking with Winter. Are you trying to collect on a medical bill? No, I'm not trying to collect on a medical bill. I'm trying to collect on some entertainment. I paid them on Friday. Well, according to our, to our records, that you have not paid your comedy bill in over uh, a good month. Oh, jeepers. <laughs> So what's new with you? Your your wife had some misfortune. She was in the hospital. So now you are the chief caregiver around that them parts, I heard. Well, we don't need to start the show out with funny. How about we start start it out with human interest? So you're a big part of the program. She's a big listener on the program. How is she doing? Is she doing better? All the fans want to know. Yeah, she's getting better. Good to know. What did you make it for breakfast? We all want to know. Uh, fresh squeezed orange juice. Ah, what else? Uh, I actually made it into an orange Julius. Well, how do yeah. you do that? How do you make an orange uh, Julius? <clears throat> fresh squeezed orange juice, or you can use concentrate. Uh, a little bit of vanilla, some sugar, Maybe some milk. It kind of depends on the recipe. Some, of course, you can use like an egg white if you really want to get the super frothiest. Uh, and then ice cubes and blend it up. Yes. Well, that sounds delicious. Like a bing, bang, bing. There you go. 
juicy of the oranges that uh, was the most labor intensive. Bing, bang, bing. So that's all taken care of. What's going on that in national news that you would like to talk about today? I haven't been uh, prepped on the, the news of the day. You don't watch the you, news you, anymore? No, I don't usually watch the news because it's garbage. But uh, I do read. Well, the, read today's, the today's top story <laughs> is former President Jimmy Carter enters hospice care. He's finally oh, yeah, going to kick the bucket. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy yeah. Carter. Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer. How old is he now? Kinda like a thousand? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight years young. I think he's the longest living president ever. He so lived. Another, yeah, yeah, another reminder that uh, nobody gets out alive. Nobody does get out alive, producer Paul, and that is <laughs> and good almost, advice. You know, we're almost half that age. We are. We're. Oh my God, I didn't think about that. Are we going to be able to do this show for? Uh, will it be fifty Four. more years? <laughs> uh, you think podcasts will be a thing in fifty years? I don't know. I don't know. But it says here, after a series of short hospital stays, former U.S. President Jimmy Carter, the peanut farmer, today decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family. Sure, that wasn't Bill Clinton. No, that was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy oh, Carter. Huh? How does Bill Clinton sound? You got to do like more of a southern accent and sound stoned. I, I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> We're talking about this guy's dying, and you want to talk about how I do a, a Bill Clinton impersonation? I mean, come on. Well, let's hear your Jimmy Carter. Maybe you can just take it over. What are you doing? Washing dishes? Well, Michael, that's right. I'm down here in Georgia. I'm on my way. I'm about to go to hospice, but we got some dirty dishes in the sink, and I didn't want to leave those behind. So I'm just finishing up those dishes here, and then uh, I'm going to go uh, grab a couple peanuts out of the back forty. I feel like I am talking to Jimmy Carter right now, so I'm going to ask you a couple questions, uh, former President Jimmy Carter. Are you ready to meet your maker? I mean, do you feel like you accomplished enough here on on this earth and done enough as a president and former president that you can go ahead and uh, punch your ticket and go to the great big peanut farm in the sky? Well, you know, Michael, uh, I, I do. I do feel like I've done everything I needed to do. I would have liked to have been president for another four years, but. Uh, you know, I mixed it up a little bit when I was in there. I tried a little bit of that inflation. Tried a little bit of the uh, gas shortages there. And, uh, I think what people really want to know, President Carter, is did your wife leave you with a huge stack of porn to look at as you die? I put the solar panels on the roof of the White House, and uh, that rat bastard Ronald Reagan took them down. Can you imagine where we'd be if we still had the solar panels up there producing electricity for the last uh, 42 years? Solar panels are fascinating, <clears throat> Mr. Carter. But what the world really wants to know is, are you being serviced while you're in hospice by your wife? Are you going to go out with a bang or go out with a whimper? You know, if those solar panels are still there up on the roof of the White House, I could have been shipping peanuts there. 
and then they could have been using the electricity to wind up those peanuts into a peanut butter and then when the sugar came. Peanut butter is fascinating, and we're all interested to hear about it, but I think what we'd really like to know is how bad do you miss your brother, Billy Joe Bob Briggs Carter, and are you looking forward to seeing him in heaven? I am. He made one heck of a tasty beer. I miss that. I miss that dearly, and I miss Billy. Well, you're going to see Billy soon. Do you think that there will be Billy beer in heaven? Oh, absolutely. If there isn't, I'm going to tell them to send me back. Or wherever, wherever I'm at, there may be the gates. You got to go through them there, pearly gates, before you get in, right? Right. Well, President, send me back there. President Carter, it was fabulous talking to you. And uh, have a safe trip up to heaven or hell, depending on uh, how you lived your life. Okay, thank you, Michael. All right, thank you. Well, that was unexpected and very good. It was nice to talk to President Carter. Yeah, that was a great interview you conducted. Second question I have for you, turning the sports, where do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to land? In the dumpster. In a dumpster? Yeah. Or better known as the Green Bay Packers, maybe? I'm sure. Why would he stay there? Is the word on the street that he's not going to be with the Packers? Is he a free agent now? I don't know that he's a free agent, but I I think it would be a smart move for the Packers to just go ahead and get rid of him now. I mean, like sell high and... And all that, they'll, they'll get a lot more in return rather than holding on to him in the twilight of his career. Right. Well, who do you think wants him? You got to I mean, think maybe Oakland, right? He's kind of a whiner. Why? Because they're going to move on from Derek Carr because they don't want to pay him, I guess. They don't want to pay him what he thinks he's worth. I mean, because what has Derek Carr ever really done for the Raiders? Oh, they won some ball games. You know, they made the playoffs. It was a, it was obviously a down year this year. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if that was all on uh, Derek Carr or what, but they lost a lot of close games. Isn't it a down year every they, they year for the Raiders? Hole. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it a down year when you make the playoffs? They did that last season. Yeah, they didn't go anywhere. They didn't even go to the championship game. And how much money does uh, Derek Carr want? I don't know. I'm sure as much as somebody's willing to give him. What do you feel like he's worth as a Raiders fan? NBC Pro Football Talk says uh, Aaron Rodgers currently holds all the cards. Under the contract he received in March of 2022, his compensation for 2023 shoots to nearly $60 million. And it's fully guaranteed. If Rodgers wants to stay, he's staying. So I guess it's you know it's up to him, maybe. It's BS. Off on a trade. What now? What was the question about Derek Carr? How much do you feel Derek Carr is worth in the open market? Uh, like about I don't know, forty-five dollars an hour. I would have never guessed that. That seems a little on the low end. But maybe he ends up as a Jet. I think about 90 grand for a good year's work. You think Derek Carr ends up as a Jet? I don't know. 
Okay. They got they got uh, they got Mike White and uh, and who's the guy that really stinks that they kept playing at quarterback. It's kind of like a a three headed monster over there for the Jets. Uh, Zach something is wasn't it? Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's terrible. All right, let's switch gears. I don't know. You know, I know if you oh. go to, I, I know when I went to DraftKings a while back, they actually had odds. Let me see if I can pull it up. They actually had odds on which team Derek Carr would land with. I don't know if they would still have that. Uh, let's take a look and see. While we're young. Off-season off specials. Aaron Rodgers. For which team will Aaron Rodgers take his next regular season snap? Now, why don't you? Why don't we turn the tables and you guess which team has the shortest odds? Who is the favorite? For which I'm NFL sure. team will Aaron Rodgers sure. take his next regular season snap? Well, San Francisco kind of seemed like a choice, but they're flush with quarterbacks over there. I mean, they can't stay healthy for a whole year, but they got three decent quarterbacks. They'll probably end up getting rid of. Uh, was his uh, Garoppolo or Garoppolo or whatever? They'll get Jimmy rid of Garoppolo. Him. Yeah, they'll get rid of Garoppolo. Hang on to the two Little young brother. guys. Uh, so he's definitely not going to San Fran. I think if anywhere, Rogers goes to the Raiders because Brady retired. Ding 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 ding. Tell me what I want. The big prize of today. What do what what do I got coming down the pack? Uh, you win the opportunity to bet twenty dollars to win ten dollars. The Raiders are minus two hundred. The Forty ers you mentioned are twenty two to one, tied with Tennessee for seventh most likely spot. After the Raiders, you want to guess who's second after the Raiders? Hmm. Well, the obvious choice would be the Jets. It is the Jets. Ding, 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 ding. Good thing, hey. I, good thing I didn't let you keep talking, huh? You got a two-time winner here on the big show. The Jets are plus 150 or one and a half to one. Hmm. How about number three? You want to make it a, a trifecta? Yeah, I'll make it a threesome. Tennessee Titans. Wow, you weren't paying attention when I told you the 49ers were tied with Tennessee at 22 to 1. I wasn't listening. I was just waiting for my turn to no, talk. No, you really weren't. If you had, you wouldn't have said Tennessee, and you would have went with the actual, perhaps, obvious choice. Green Bay? The Green Bay Packers <laughs> at plus 250. And those are the three uh, front runners because after that it drops down to the Indianapolis Colts at plus fifteen hundred, the Commanders at plus eighteen hundred, and the Buccaneers at plus two thousand. Since we're on this topic, there are seven teams that you could bet on <clears throat> at the very bottom of the offerings. Now, just think, like, why would anybody just throw their money away? You could get two hundred to one odds if you think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to Buffalo, Cincinnati. No. Cleveland. What? No. Jacksonville. No. The Chargers. No. Kansas City or Philadelphia. Like, yeah, he's going to sign with the Chiefs to what? I guess back up Mahomes. Yeah, that makes zero sense. I mean, also not just 
that he would sign, I guess it would have to be a trade or some kind of strange situation, and the Chiefs would probably have to pay him a lot of money. Like, I want to know who's the guy that's plunking down money betting that Rodgers' next snap is going to be for the Chiefs. That would be an idiot. Yeah. I mean, that's just, uh, they're just printing money over there at the sportsbook. They're like, every time, I think there's a, a bell that rings in the DraftKings office every time somebody bets on Rodgers' next snap to be with the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals. <laughs> it's like, we got another one! Exactly. Paul, we need to get into the real meat in the news. Something that everybody loves. The NBA All-Star Game, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say everybody hates? Or what hates? What are you talking about? We're talking about the greatest sporting event of the year. Bigger than the Super Bowl. Bigger than the World Series. Bigger than the Major League Soccer uh, Finals. Bigger than the NBA Finals. Bigger than the NHL's Stanley Cup. We're, of course, talking about the NBA All-Star Game. Yay! So you 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 want to you want to hear my thoughts on the NBA All Star Game? Is that? Yeah, I'd I'd love it. But you think? Do you think that we should bring in my old man? Because I'm sure he watched every every uh, tense moment of that game. He's a big fan of everything happening on the hardwood, right? He is. Let's see if we can get him on the horn. Yeah. Big G. Hello. Oh, Hello. Oh, hi, Gene. Is uh, my dad there? Yep, hold on. Okay. Okay, we have the big G on. He's coming to the phone, Paul. Mike, he's in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Can he call you back? Uh, how much longer is he going to be in there? <laughs> it's your father. I have no clue. <laughs> Are we talking in like three, four minutes? Because I'll hold. Yeah, yeah, just... Couple, probably a couple minutes. Okay. Well, if you want to, if you want to just set the phone down, you can. Okay. Well, I'll tell him that. Okay. I got my hands full right now. Oh. Okay. All right. So NBA All Star Game, Paul. We're waiting yeah. on the big G here. Oh gosh, I I think I watched the last sixty seconds. Of the first half, and I was so disgusted that. Hello. I, oh, I hey, Dad. Dad. Hello. Yeah, Dad. What? Hey, Paul and I are calling to see if you watched the NBA All Star Game last night. We want to talk Not about. Not much. About two minutes. Okay. Well, we wanted to call in. That's We're doing same as me. Yeah. We thought we'd give you a call and get your thoughts on it because we're doing the sports part of the of the stupid radio show. No can do. I didn't watch it long enough to have an opinion. You didn't watch it long enough to be disgusted by them all standing around, not playing any defense, just shooting from half court? No, I didn't watch it. I watched something else. Why don't you watch it, Dad? Because I was watching something else. And most of the time, it's all bullshit. The NBA. They get down and they stand far apart. And they don't hurt each other. They don't push each other. They don't try. Even. They run down one end and make a basket. Well, down the other end and make a basket. That's it. 
There ain't a whole lot of finesse in there. So you're a guy that's made some bets over the hey, years. Hey, I don't want to do an interview. You know, I'm in the middle of going, taking off and going somewhere. Well, where are you headed to? Uh, to go buy a different uh, microwave. Oh, okay. Have you? We'll just wrap it up here. Did you ever bet on the NBA All Star Game in your betting no. career? No. Never, ever, ever. Would you ever it's take a fixed. bet on it? It's fixed. No. No. Why do As you? As I just said, Mike, they don't play. They just watch each other shoot. They, they run around the other end. Everybody stands back. Oh, look at this shot, Boost. Yeah, that's about what I saw. Yeah. Oh, what's down the other end? Oh, look, everybody stand back. Ooh, boost. No, there's no finesse. There's no guarding. There's nothing. Well, Dad, if you were by curious about the game last night, Team Giannis pulled off a mini upset Sunday, knocking off Team LeBron in one of the saddest games of basketball that that reporter's ever seen, which is saying a lot considering All-Star games are 90% sad. But a lot of people were betting the game, Dad. Oh, well, that's your problem. So if they put their money on the West, they would have won in a mini upset. Oh, okay. Uh, that'd be just great. Paul, did you have any money invested in this? Yeah, the West. I wouldn't bet the game. Oh, no, wait a minute. It's like betting the goddamn all-star game for football. Everybody stands back and watches pull somebody off the feather out of their ass with their goddamn what they they put a hanky there and you pull a hanky out from when they run Flag don't football. touch each other don't touch each other yeah right so you'd never I'm cons- not too much into all-star games no more baseball is about the only all-star game that's good because then they try to win these teams are just there to shoot Paul, would you ever consider putting a bet on the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game? Oh, sure. Probably not. Probably not. Paul? I who's playing. If there's any twins in there, you couldn't hardly bet on them. They'd lose. Oh, well. Okay, we're wrapping it up. Don't forget to put my money in the mail today. Right, right. I got to get that money out. <laughs> Um, one last thing, Dad. Seeing as the NFL season is over. Yeah, Eagles money. No, he lost the Eagles bet. He lost all of his money on that. So, Dad, seeing as the NFL is done for a while, where should people be betting on now? Is it the NHL, the NBA, college basketball? Where, Where do you think the smart money should be going? In the bank. That's where the smart money is. But if you had to, if you had to bet, what would you bet on now? Well, there's only college basketball left of the the March Madness. That would be the only thing you're betting on. That's one of the biggest wagers in basketball. They spent more money on March Madness than they do it in the old season NBA. So you're saying save your money, put it all on March Madness. And then that's wait for right. the NFL. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Paul, do you concur? Well, you know, it depends. You can find some values out there on uh, NHL games or even uh, college uh-huh. basketball throughout the season. But 
Okay, I'll let you two just argue about it. We will talk to you both later. Okay, well, thanks for checking in. All right. All right, right, G. All right, bye now. (laughs) Well, there it is, Paul. (laughs) You hear that? (laughs) (laughs) He's always a classic. Stupid radio show. I told him I don't want to do that anymore. So, that was fast though. He got out of the uh, out of the office quickly. Come the, take that call. Yeah, usually when he's in the bathroom, we're looking at a good forty-five minutes. But uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought when he was at three or four minutes, I thought you were going to say three, three or four flushes. <laughs> Paul, can we get to the news? Um, the NBA All Star Game. So, who ended up winning that anyway? I guess it was the East. Did you just tell us? Yeah, I know. There is no East or West. It's Team Giannis. Oh. They draft teams right before the game, so there's no East and West anymore. Well, there was a total. Okay, go ahead. Guys are crossing conference lines to either play with Giannis or or LeBron, depending on where they get picked. But Team Giannis won. LeBron's team had won the last five tilts. But you know they have so they have a like a new scoring method they use in the fourth quarter. Are you aware of this? They have what? I'm sorry. They have a new like scoring rule that they use in the fourth quarter. It's a it's a variation of what's called the Elam ending, which I honestly had not heard of before last night. Apparently, they've used it in the All Star game. I think the last couple of years. So when they get to the end of the third quarter, instead of playing a timed fourth quarter, they take the team that's leading at that time, they take their score. So in this case, Team Giannis had 158 points after three quarters, which is just a testament to the fine defense that these young men play, even in an exhibition match. So they added twenty. They had twenty-four to that total. Twenty-four to the the team that's leading the score, and then that becomes the the target score. So they start the fourth quarter. The quarter's totally untimed, and it's the first team to get to one hundred and eighty-two that wins. Well, that's a little wacky. So the idea is, then, like, you don't foul, you know, as the game starts to get towards the final minutes to try to extend the game there's no need to foul you just need to play defense you don't need to worry about the clock running out it's just the first you know if you're behind you get some stops and you make some baskets you can catch up and be the first to the uh the target line the target score i'll really call it exactly <clears throat> well, so kind of interesting a little interesting, but not enough to watch. I mean, were the All-Star yeah. games better in the 80s and 90s, would you say? And then they just kind of started dropping off in the 2000s, 2010s? Probably. I can't say I ever really watched a lot of them. But, you know, if they hadn't used this, like, 24 points in the fourth quarter thing, like, the score would have, each team probably would have got over 200, which would be pretty, pretty crazy. Huh. 
Well, see now there's no more NFL to bet on. The Super Bowl is done and completed. Did you enjoy the game? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, it was nice to see the Chiefs make the comeback. Although it was disappointing to see the Eagles lose any possibility of getting a last-minute drive to try to tie or win the game because of that defensive holding call, which was a little ticky-tack. Especially given how the game had been called up to that point with so few penalties. But I did see that the uh, the guy, the defender for Philadelphia, did admit after the game that he that he held the guy. So, you know, I guess probably can't complain too much. But so, how about we do a new segment because there's no more NFL games to bet on. We each pick three NBA games and three NHL games, and uh, place our recommendations on them. I'll do the NBA. You do the NHL because I don't know a lot about hockey. Well, I mean, so I know gonna, about it. You're just going to pick three random games? I'm going to pick three games, and I'm going to push it out to, like, Friday. Well, maybe we should push the push it out to Saturday to give people time. So I'll pick three games on Saturday for the NBA that somebody should bet. Should bet. Uh, that would be Saturday, February 25th. All right. And I don't then, think you're gonna find lines for those games, though, are you? Uh, no. Not, DraftKings doesn't have any lines out for the games since they're coming off the All Star break and several days away. We'll just do money. Then, line I mean, picks. you can just pick winners, you know, straight up. I guess. If yeah. You want. I'll pick. Let me. Let, I'll pick. I'll pick games, and then you pick the winners. How's that? You're gonna pick three games that you like, and I'll pick the winners. Yeah. Okay. What are your? Three I mean, I'm games? looking at the. I'm looking at Thursday, which is the, you know, first day coming back out of the All Star break. Everybody should be fresh as a daisy. You don't no think that they just played last night, or we played three games in four nights, or any of that. Everybody's fresh. Well, it's not giving people a lot of time if they don't listen till later in the week. Oh, well, they, you know they're going to listen immediately when this goes up later today. Okay, so we'll do Thursday, February 23rd. Give me the three games. We're just doing money line picks. All right. Yep. You got the Denver Nuggets leading the uh, Western Conference with a record of 41-18. and 18. They're visiting Cleveland to take on the uh, upstart Cavaliers, who are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference with a record of 38-23. and 23. Denver at Cleveland, 7 o'clock Eastern, Thursday. Who do you like and why? Give me Cleveland. They're at home. I know they're having a good year. I haven't been following them very closely. But yeah, how many Cavaliers can you name? They got Donovan Mitchell. That's the old uh, jazz guy, right? Uh-huh. Then you got Jared Allen, their center, and you got Darius Garland, their point guard. Oh yeah. Okay. There you go. I think they just uh, they just worked out some deal to like release Kevin Love so he can go sign with, I guess somebody who wants him. I'm gonna guess, guess maybe Boston. Guess that's a thing. I'm gonna guess Boston. That's where he ends. Up. <clears throat> 
So you like Cleveland at home? Yeah, give me the give me the Cavaliers against the Joker and the Nuggets. Yeah. All right, you got him. Uh, let's see. Next up, this is a real marquee matchup: the Memphis Grizzlies, coming out of the break with a record of thirty-five and twenty-two, going to Philadelphia to take on the Joel Embiid and the Sixers. They have a record of thirty-eight and nineteen, which is good for third in the Eastern Conference. Memphis currently sitting second in the Western Conference. Memphis at Philly. Who do you like? Give me Philly. I think it's their year. I think if it works out right, they should be in the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. Those would be my two picks for the Eastern Conference Finals. And, of course, they've got Joel Embiid. Everybody knows that. And But Harden. Harden's not having a great year, I think, the years are starting to catch up with the guy. I don't know how much he even really cares anymore. Memphis is obviously a very upstart team. Everybody loves John ja Morant. But I don't think it's going to be enough in Philadelphia to take out the Sixers. Give me the Sixers at home. You got him. And let's see. Rounding it out, try to pick two teams that are actually competing for the playoffs. I don't know. We could do Golden State and the Lakers, or we could do Portland and Sacramento. Let's do the marquee matchup, Warriors and Lakers, that'll be on TNT. You know, sometimes I turn on TNT just to check wow, out you're, what Barkley... you out on me. Are you oh, there? Yeah, I'm here. Sometimes I just turn on TNT just to listen to Barkley and the rest of the team analyze the game and the rest of the NBA. I don't really even care about the game that they're talking about you know right anyway so yeah, they are they are on the uh they will be on tnt 10 o'clock eastern on thursday following it's a double header following the memphis philadelphia game so you can take these picks folks get your bets down and then settle in for a long night of basketball and uh gambling wins or losses so the Golden State Warriors coming out of the break at 500, 29 and 29. And they are currently sitting in the ninth spot in the West. Lakers are 27 and 32. They're on the outside looking in at the 13th in the 13th spot. Interesting thing, quick note about the Western Conference. Only four and a half games separate the number three seed Sacramento from the number 12 seed Portland. Yeah, so, I was going to say that. It's been a really it's, close race. It's a real race. log jam there. Yeah. So, at any rate, we've got Golden State Warriors. Uh, I believe Steph Curry's still on the shelf. They'll be uh, at the Staples Center. Or what, what do they call it now? The Crypto Ripoff Center? <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. Curry is going to be out till the 28th. And they're also missing Igudala. But that guy's like 45 years old. So I don't know how worried they are about that. Um, I, I assume LeBron will be back. He's listed as day-to-day. I don't think he played much, if at all, in the All-Star game yesterday. And the Lakers just picked up that two-guard from the Timberwolves. What's his name again? D'Angelo uh, yeah. Vickers. D'Angelo Russell. I think that's a good fit. Um, you know what? Give me the Lakers. 
they lost Russell, Russell Westbrook. Well, no big loss there. Russell Westbrook is like 48 years old, too. <laughs> He's not that old. He's younger than Mike Conley, which is for the Timberwolves. Where did uh, Westbrook yeah. go, anyway? Westbrook went to Denver, I think, didn't he? I don't hate that. Um, yeah. Not Denver. I mean, I'm sorry, Utah. I'm even going to do my pick in the Los Angeles Lakers um, PA announcer voice. Give me the right. Los Angeles Lakers. That's it. Um, okay. Um, uh, let me think of something to say that he would have said or does say. <laughs> kind of caught me with my pants off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Mike Winter is selecting the Los Angeles Lakers. Is that who you're picking? You're picking the Lakers? I am going to pick the Lakers, but I'll do it in like an <laughs> 80s. I'll do it like an 80s way. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fabulous Los Angeles Forum, and please welcome on to the floor your Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think I actually like all those picks. Okay. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where the lines come out, you know, and the, what the odds are on the money line for those. Because with the exception of Philadelphia, the other two, you know, you would think uh, all things being equal might be slight underdogs, but they do have home court advantage. And you look at the home court versus road records of pretty much everybody in the NBA. There's a huge, huge discrepancy there. So... When in doubt, go with the home team, I guess. Okay, so now it's my turn. So I'm going to pick three NHL games. Okay. And then you tell me who's going to win. And you want to do Thursday, the 23rd? Okay. Okay. Wild and Blue Jackets. Wild and Blue Jackets. That's on Thursday? Thursday, the 23rd. I don't see that. It's in Columbus. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah. Um, well, that's... Uh, the Wild are really inconsistent. and They're about to drop out of the playoff. <clears throat> the wild card spot if Calgary can get above them there. But you're talking about Columbus, who is the dead last in the Eastern Conference. Uh, as bad as the Wild have been at times, I think you got to go with the Wild there, going against the the worst team in the Eastern Conference. It's not an exciting game for me, but I'll go with the Wild. Okay, let's try to pick a more exciting game here. How about the Bruins at your Seattle Kraken? Ooh, now that's a fun game. The upstart Kraken, who. <clears throat> We're part of my uh, four-leg parlay on Saturday night. They came through for me. Uh, let's see. You know what? I think, of course, Boston is the uh, best team in the entire NHL this season. Right now, sitting with 42 wins and 13 losses. Five of those in overtime, so just eight regulation losses for the Bruins. They are 
definitely the cream of the crop. But they're uh, they're traveling out west. You got the time difference. Uh, I like Seattle in this one. I'll take Seattle in the upset. I even fired on the NHL theme music for you. Oh, that's well. Okay, how about this for your last pick? Your Calgary Flames at your dad's Golden Knights. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. You know I'm a Flames fan. Why, because you bought a jersey in 1988? <clears throat> uh, yeah, somewhere around then. Maybe a little earlier. And I've been loyal since then. Uh, see, now you got two teams, Calgary and Vegas, that were also both part of my four-leg parlay on Saturday night. So, you know, I got to... Give a little bit of homage there for coming through for me. Um, you know, expect the Knights to be favored in this one. The Knights had a really strong start to the season. They were leading the Pacific Division for the first couple months. Uh, they actually are back on top of the division now, but they've had some struggles. Seems like they figured it out recently. They've won five in a row. Uh, I got to give the edge to the Knights. Although I'll be rooting for Calgary, if I had to put money straight up the money line, I'd be taking the Knights. So let's review our picks, Paul. Okay. So for the NBA, I took the Lakers. I took Philadelphia. And I took the Cavaliers. And you took? I took the uh, Minnesota Wild at Columbus. I took the Seattle Kraken hosting the Bruins. And I took the Vegas Golden Knights hosting Calgary. Although, interesting note, I'm just in looking at the statistics here. Vegas actually has a better road record this season than home record. Uh, so, you know, maybe the home ice isn't... Uh, isn't that good for him, but I mean, I'll stick with my pick. Oh, there you In have Vegas, it. Hosting Calgary. Now, I've never bet hockey. Is there anything special about it? Because that's all like plus 100 and plus 200, and there's not a whole lot of minus a point or minus a, a goal and a half or whatever. Is it? Well, you can't, you can't always bet the puck line. Of course, your money line is as most people know, who's going to win the game. And so you've got, you know, varying odds there. One team's usually going to be a favorite. And so you're not going to get an even return. Obviously, you bet on the favorite. You don't make as much. You bet on the underdog. You can certainly win considerably more. But you can bet the puck line, which is almost always, unless there's a matchup, where a team is really expected to blow the other team out, the puck line is always set at one and a half. So one team will be minus one and a half where you're betting on them to win by multiple goals. And then the other team will be plus one and a half where you're betting on them to not lose by multiple goals. So you've got the option of your, your team actually winning or just losing by one and still being a winner. And then those lines are usually closer to even odds, 
but it's not like your traditional betting like in the NFL or the NBA where there's so many more points scored that the line is really set at a place where you have even odds on either side. As an example, if you're uh, interested in hearing more about that. We're all wrapped. What? We're all listening with rapt attention. <clears throat> right. Well, like, so today for President's Day, giving away when we're recording, there's uh, two games this afternoon. The Ottawa Senators are at the Boston Bruins. So the Bruins are a huge favorite. They're minus 350 on the money line. And Ottawa is plus 290 to win the game. But then on the puck line, you can bet the Bruins minus one and a half. So they've got to win by multiple goals. And your odds are still minus 140. So you got to bet $14 to win 10. On the other hand, you can take the Senators plus one and a half. So you're a winner whether they win or even lose by a goal. And you get plus 120 on that, so bet 10 to win 12. So there's always a, almost always going to be a discrepancy in the odds that you're getting on either side of the bet. What if it's you're a minus 120? <laughs> Pardon? What if it's minus 120? Then how does that work? If, it, if it's minus 120, then you've got to bet $12 to win 10. Got it. Whenever it's minus, you bet that number. Of course, they listed as, you know, minus 120, and so, you know, you could bet 120, but if you want to put it into smaller terms for some of our, you know, small potatoes listeners who, you know, are not trying to lose their whole shirt, you just divide that by 10. But yeah, anytime it's a minus number, you bet that amount to win 100, and if it's a plus number, you bet 100 to win that amount. Got it. Well, I think that wraps up our betting segment. I think the last thing we're going to get into, Paul, is our president, Joe Biden, has traveled uh, back to the Ukraine to check on what's going on, right? Yeah, he was, uh, he's in Ukraine this morning in Kiev, visiting with uh, President Zelensky. Zelensky. I think there's like, you got to drag that E sound out at the end if you want to really authentic do you think he's out there just to check on our investment how much money have we sent over to ukraine as far as weapons go i don't know how much total but i think they said that he was uh talking about another half a billion dollars dang of investment that uh was on its way well i don't know if investment's the right word but so do you think Let's they'll see. take him to the front to see first no, all know. the battle That's action? Definitely not. No. But they did. Uh, if you're curious, they did. They said they did alert Russia prior to the visit, just to uh, you know make sure they didn't uh, shoot anything at Kiev. They might have taken out. Biden. Don't you think they'd be aiming at Biden to take him out? No, I mean, you might think that, right? But, I mean, do you think Putin's that crazy that he wants to actually get into full-fledged World War Three? 
I mean, he's got to know that the entire world would turn against Russia as opposed to just, you know, two-thirds of the world turning against Russia if he, uh, they intentionally took out the president of the United States. Uh, yeah, I don't... Also, I mean, you got to think, like, even as divided as we are in this country, politically speaking, I mean, if, if they took out Biden, I got to think, you know, the Republicans would uh, kind of rally... Uh, with the Democrats to be united in uh, kind of going back against Russia pretty forcefully, don't you think? Yeah, I get it. Should we try to get <laughs> Biden on the phone? Uh, yeah, I think his meetings have wrapped up with Zelensky, so I think you know right now is probably as uh, good a time as any to give it a shot. Well, I'll try him, but I can't guarantee anything. Let's see here. I think what I heard was, you know, I'm sure he's got his celly with him, but I, I think they said he was actually even taking a train from Ukraine back to Poland. All right. You know, I, I think so I got him. Catch him in the uh, dining car. I think I got him. Joe? Joe, are you there? Now, there's no need to panic. I'm on the train right now. I'm taking my ride through the Ukrainian countryside and that's an unlikely endorsement but a dubious compliment that i'm on the train and you're calling now well thank you for picking up mr president paul do you have any questions for him <clears throat> yeah hey mr president it's an honor to speak with you i know you're busy we'll try to respect your time but uh we gotta know like what uh what what caused you to think that it was a good idea to go to Ukraine? Weren't you worried about uh, getting caught in some in some Russian attacks there, errant missile strikes or anything like that? No, I wasn't worrying at all there, Jack, because I got the full weight of the Ukrainian government and the United States of America protecting me and my shoes and my glasses. Okay. Well, what did you and President Zelensky discuss in your brief visit? Well, we just we discussed you know we, we we discussed my growing concern over the use of our weapons of mass destruction against France. <clears throat> Pardon? Against France? Oh, yes. Against France, Jack. They've been at war with France now for a full year, and I'm not sure I'm seeing any any uh, any movement, any uh, any headway into this war. I'm sorry, sir. Do you believe that Ukraine is fighting against France? Yeah, Jack. Do you ever turn on the news? <clears throat> well, I try not to because it's a lot of bluster and very little news. But uh, I was pretty sure that uh, Ukraine was battling against a, a incursion from Russia. Russia. Here's the deal, folks. France invaded Ukraine with Russia back in March of 1979. Now, these folks have been at war with, with the Persians and French and Russians, and they're giving it to them, Jack, because they want democracy. They want democracy. They want to be able to elect me as czar in two years when it becomes legal for elections in the Ukraine. And I'm serious, and it's not a joke. That's why we sent over as many M1 Abrams tanks 
30-30 shotguns and pineapple grenades that we can find. I heard it can be pretty bright out there in the wheat fields where the front lines are. Did you send any aviators for our friends in Ukraine? Aviators? Oh, you mean like the sunglasses? We sent over two cases, two cases, two cases of sunglasses on over to the Ukraine, so they'd be able to see at night. Great. I uh, I believe that that was a compromise you reached. Instead of being able to send the F-16 fighters and the long-range missiles that Zelensky's been asking for, missiles. We sent over our best aviators, the best ones that we could find. We sent over Red ba- the Red Baron. You might be familiar with his pizzas. A lot of folks like those. They like their Red Baron pizzas. But he still took time to take his biplane over to Ukraine to fight the French. Now, Mr. President, wasn't, wasn't the Red Baron a German fighter pilot? There's no need to panic about something that happened 200 years ago with Hitler. He's since reformed his ways, and he's a stand-up guy now. Did you know that he wrote relocated, re, uh, re, uh, relocated to Delaware with that pizza company? No, I was not aware of that. He did. He's taking taking advantage of the uh, lax uh, laws towards uh, corporate taxation in the state of Delaware. That's a dubious compliment. We also sent over Pete Maverick. Uh, Pete Maverick. He's a he's a pilot. They've they've made movies about his work. Have you seen Top Gun? No, I haven't seen that. We sent him over in an F-19 biplane and the Red Baron on a steamship to give it to the French to win this war, folks, and there's no need to panic. Are you confident that Ukraine now has what they need to defeat the Russian invasion? They've got... Or are you contemplating sending even additional resources? Listen here, Jack. There's no need to panic. I sent over 10 cases of frozen hamburger patties, two decorated war pilots, aviator sunglasses, and one Abrams tanks, and I even got over there myself to take a look at what's going on. It's going great. The French are retreating, and I I think that the Russians won't be far behind. You know, Mr. President, some Republican lawmakers in your part of the Midwest have been asking what other resources you might send to Ukraine. And there have been questions about whether you'd be willing to release from prison and send over there the fighting force known as rock and roll Buck Zumoff. Are you considering pardoning rock and roll Buck Zumoff and sending him to the front in Ukraine to assist with the battle? There's no need to panic. Rock and Roll Zukov, along with the Iron Sheik, are good friends of mine and good friends of our country. And I sent them over there to take over the government of Ukraine if Russia wins the war. We'll have two former Republican WWF fighters running the country. I'm talking to you off the cuff here while I'm riding on a train. 
we're alone here. But I can die a happy man not being president. Does that make sense? Are you planning to resign, sir? I'm planning to resign at the end of my term in 2198. So you are still running for re-election in 2024? 2024? Let's not put the cart ahead of the ox. I got to think about getting my campaign together. I got Jill already working hard on my re-election for 1961. Sir, uh, we're wondering if we're taking up too much of your time. Are you overdue for a nap? You know what? I could go take a nap right now. And I think that's what I'm going to do. Because that's what's good for me and what's good for our country and good for my pet pig, Bill, that goes everywhere with me. So we're going to go to bed, son. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. I think we found something everyone can agree with. There are Democrats, Republicans, Independents, legalized marijuana now, party members. I think everybody can agree with that well he hung up dude oh he terminated the phone call <laughs> i kept waiting for you to jump in with some questions there it was like i was solo on the interview it was like like you, you got him on the phone and then you just bailed i mean where were you it was because i couldn't listen to it he's so confused he doesn't know what's going on i would have just got really frustrated and and uh probably terminated the call but what are you going to do? Speaking of, you know, your frustration with the president, I mean, what if what if in 2024 it's a rematch of this guy you refer to as Mr. Confusion versus the uh, the former guy? Do, do you have a oh. you have a thought on that? Do you want to weigh in? I know it's early. That's a tough question. People want to know. People want to know what uh, wisecracking is thinking about this upcoming campaign that's only a year and a half away, but really just around the corner. Well, everybody knows that I don't consider myself a Democrat or a Republican. Right, so, you're an Orange Party. I'm the Orange Party. I'm with the Independent Party. So I don't really have a horse in this race. I think they're both. Trump is garbage and a traitor. If you vote for Trump, and he's more than likely going to get the uh, nomination from the Republicans because he has 35% of them at all times. It, it doesn't matter what he does. He could go burn down the White House, and he'd still have 35% of these knuckleheads in his back pocket. So he's more than likely going to get it over Ron DeSantimonious. Right. <laughs> I think I already got a new nickname for Ron DeSantis, but I don't remember what it is. Do you? No, I, I don't follow him that close. And I think Biden is getting to be too old for the job. It's not about ageism. I think he's done a pretty good job over these <laughs> last three years. But uh, I just remember you, you wanted the new nickname that Trump has for DeSantis. What's that? <laughs> Meatball Ron. <laughs> Meatball Ron. I mean, you got to give it to him. Like, he may be the probably long after we're dead and gone, remembered as far and away the worst president of all time. But Correct. I mean, he's good with the nickname. He is. 
That's the only thing he has know. going for him is giving people great insulting nicknames. Uh, I right. could think of a friend of ours who, like, maybe could run for president someday because he comes up with goofy stuff like that that you would think this doesn't even make sense. But when he says it, you just giggle and you can't stop giggling. I know exactly. I think you know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about, and uh, yeah, we should. But there is one thing that's being pushed through right now, or trying to be pushed through the Minnesota House and Senate. And it's a bill. And I, I got oh, a bill. That's uh, a novel idea. There's one guy on this bill writing it alone. So it's not like a couple of different representatives working together. Well, that doesn't seem like a good start. Mm, no. He's all out there on an island. What's he what's he trying to do? Pretty much. It's Bill SF 1827. And I will just give you the. Uh, the cliff notes of it they want to make instead of third parties being considered a major party if they secure five percent of the vote this bill would jump it up to ten percent of the vote which would effectively effectively kill all the third parties we'd become indiana oh so the guy introducing this bill is an asshole is what you're saying yeah he is an asshole I don't like him. Where is Who this? Who is it? Oh, he's he's a state rep from Egan, Minnesota. I see it right here in front of me. Yep, that's all it does is change one word and it looks like in the existing law from 5% to 10%. Well, I mean, don't you think this is kind of necessary? Isn't it an embarrassment that you have? What was it? The... Uh, the legalized marijuana now party and the cannabis now party as major parties. I mean, isn't that kind of embarrassing? No, it's still you don't, even, you don't even have legal weed, man. We're going to have legal weed, I think, within a year. So then that'll get rid of the marijuana now parties anyway. Legalize it now and marijuana now, whatever they are, they'll probably just go away. You'd think, I mean... Here's something that a friend of mine, his name is Nate Atkins. That's just the gate. My buddy Nate Atkins, I just turned Paul down because he's talking over me. Hate that. So I have a friend of mine, his, his name is Nate Atkins, and his nickname is the Honey Badger, and he campaigned with the, with the Libertarian Party for uh, mayor of Minneapolis a couple years ago. And this is what he said on Facebook that got my attention. He said the DFL is trying to change the way in which minor and major party statuses are defined. In the past, a political party would have to get 5% of the statewide vote in order to achieve major party status. This bill would raise the bar to 10%. This would all but guarantee that only the GOP and the DFL remain as the major parties here in Minnesota. I don't ever want to hear a DFLer or a Democrat talk about their party representing the little guy, marginalized groups, or dissident voices. They only care about one thing, consolidating their power over us. They will work to silence any and all voices so long as they remain a threat to their power. This is absolute bullshit. 
and should be stopped. And again, that's Bill SS, SF1827, and it was introduced to the 93rd Legislature 2324. Okay, By Senator Paul. Jim Carlson. Jimmy of, Carlson. Uh, Senate District 52 representing, looks like, most of Egan and, uh, and Mendota Heights. He's a retired mechanical engineer. So it says in is, his biography. Is his contact info available on there? Maybe we should give that out here on the show. Uh, there is There is info. You want his office phone number? Yeah. What's the office phone number, Paul? Is this doxing? We don't want to be doxers, do we? What's the definition of doxing? His office phone number is 651-297-8073. Okay. If you go to senate.mn slash members and then uh, look for Jim Carlson or Senate District 52, you can find out more about his biography, um, but I'm not going to give out more personal information than his office number. So if you disagree with this bill like Paul and I do, why don't you give Mr. Carlson a call? And what was that number again, Paul? 651-297-8073. It looks like you'll get his legislative assistant, Taylor Spreeman. Okay. I'm looking at uh, Senator Carlson's picture here. It's either an old picture or he looks really damn good for being 75. Actually, 76. He just turned uh, 76 last Friday. So you can complain about the bill and wish him a happy 76th birthday, belatedly. Yeah, whatever you want to do. But just give this guy a call and complain about the bill. That phone number one more time, Paul. 651-297-8073. Okay, we got it. Well, do you think we should wrap it up? Sure, yeah. I mean, that, uh, if that goes to 10%, I mean, your independence alliance or whatever, you're, you're never going to get back uh, major party status. No, we're not. Well, it would be very difficult. Very hard. You don't, you don't have it now, right? Mm, we came close, but we didn't get it back, no. Those the weed parties that uh, hung you out to dry, huh? They did. Yeah. It was third, third and fourth place parties. Yeah. Hey, but you came in fifth. Yeah. You, beat, you beat the socialists. Yeah, hooray for that. Wow. You know, I think if I had a bit of advice, I'd say, why not talk to the the weed parties and get them to merge? I mean, do we really need two weed, weed parties? Do we need any weed parties? Period. Well, apparently, because, you know, it's still illegal, right? You know, what you actually need is you need a legalized sports gambling now party. I bet you could get major party status if you got on the ballot and organized the legalized sports gambling now party. Yeah, but it's just another frivolous thing. I, I I don't want to do it. I mean, maybe you could organize that in Indiana. Well, no, it's already legal. Oh, well, we already have uh, legalized sports gambling. So <laughs> we're kind of like, you know, because we're forward thinking. Right. Yeah. That When I think of forward thinking, Indiana is the first state that pops in my mind. 
whenever you think of, hey, I'd like to place a bet on a game, Indiana is what pops in your mind, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. There well, you go. Anyway, hey, we've taken up enough of your time. We did the best job we can, but we promise we'll do a better job next time. If you like oh, wise, man. if you want, if you like That's wise, like a high bar. yeah, I know. If you like wise cracking with winter, please like us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Write us a nice review. It actually does help the show. If you're looking for a corn dog, as always, can't crank- hurt. what? So it can't hurt. Head on over to Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs. That's Cranky Yankee Corn Dogs. Excellent product. Uh, do you want to plug anything, Paul, real estate-wise? Uh, you know, for all your real estate buying and selling or uh, zoning assistance needs in uh, central Indiana, reach out to Paul Lambie. I'm over there at Carpenter Realtors. You can find me there. Search Paul Lambie, Carpenter Realtors. I'll take care of you. Okay. Sounds I'll, I'll good. Pull my feet, I'll pull my feet down off the desk and get right to work. Sounds fantastic. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll check you out next time.